0: Hello, fellow Bass Brethren. This is Bass Squad Radio, the first episode of Bass Squad Radio, and I'm your host, T.G. Uh, Let me get off to show you how serious we are with this. I have a microphone that I bought for a small amount of money from Radio Shack, a cell phone which I'm recording this on, and the buffer for the sound is a sweatshirt, and yeah, so Let's let you know we're pretty honest here and that's what this uh this podcast is gonna be about we're gonna be talking we're gonna be talking bass fishing it's gonna be rooted in bass fishing and I'm gonna be sitting here for hopefully an hour by myself I'm sitting here by myself talking into this microphone um and this podcast is gonna be organic and I am gonna have no prior planning beforehand I'm just gonna let it flow uh yeah this this what we're gonna do here is we're gonna be Hopefully, changing for changing what people know about like fishing interviews and fishing shows and fishing or anything. We're gonna be completely uncensored and we're just gonna talk and speak our mind. Be I'm very I'm a very opinionated dude, um, but I'm not I'm not an asshole either. So like I'm not gonna cut anybody down for what they believe or how they do things. So I'm just gonna have a lot of fun with this and hopefully just be just be messing around and you guys hopefully will enjoy it. Um. Yeah, so this is the first episode. Uh, I'm going to introduce Bass Squad a little bit. We basically started Bass Squad uh, in December of 2013, and we messed around. We were talking about it like we'd, we'd get around and we'd just screw around talking about how hilarious it would be if we started like a, a little company that we basically focused on messing around 100% and being not not. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not serious because I'm a ridiculously serious, bass fishing is my life. I'm not gonna say I'm the best angler, but it it's it encompasses everything that I do and own and it's just it's just uh, the great greatest sport in the world for me and i've com- completely forgot where I was gonna go oh yeah um we we basically would talk around we'd sit around do make bass fishing jokes, and we were thinking it's like oh I wonder if anybody else out there actually thinks these same things we do and it turns out that once we launched our Twitter site that it took off i mean we we've had Ton of followers already, and we started a YouTube channel. People are really enjoying it, I think. Hopefully, and so I've wanted to do a podcast for a while because I do listen to a lot of them. I'm a truck driver, so I I listen to like Joe Rogan's podcast, Bill Burr's podcast, a lot of comedy podcasts, and I kind of have an idea on what to do. Hopefully, I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and explain to you that I'm the best podcaster of all time, but I want to. <laughs> I wanted to start, so this is where I'm starting. And Actually, what Bass Squad is going to be about is it's just going to be interacting with people and making people be honest with themselves. I don't want to sit here and pretend, and I'm not cutting anybody down, but I don't want to sit here and pretend like we're doing things the way it's always been done. I think that we've we, there's a major shift in bass fishing right now. It's uh, starting to lean towards a younger crowd, the newer-aged kids. Be it rap music or you know urban stuff, and all the fitted hats. Now I'm not saying that's what we're all about, but I'm just saying that's that's kind of the way that the industry is shifting, and I think we're gonna try and embrace that and be be open and listening to people and what they have to say. And I don't know, it's just gonna be it's fun for me to foresee what the what the future might hold for bass fishing because it, it, it's it's been rooted and like I said, I'm not cutting this down at all, uh, rooted in like a certain way to do things. And i am even had conversations with people by telling them what I'm doing and they're saying, well, you know what, That's not you can't do that. Well, why not? Like With the digital age now, I mean, we can, I don't care if anybody listens to this to be completely honest. I mean, if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If not, turn it off. That's the way that the world is shifting. Like there's so many outlets that you can use and utilize, and we're just utilizing social media. We're utilizing podcasting. We're utilizing an openness. Like we only have four guys running this whole thing, uh, be it myself, Casey, Toad Junior, and Crawdad. That we're just we're just the four college buddies that don't, don't really, to be honest, I don't want to work in my life. So I wanted to do something that involved in the greatest thing in the world, which is, which is bass fishing. (laughs) And I have zero experience with radio broadcasting or nothing like that. So this is, this is complete new for me to sit here and talk to you about it. But I don't know. I mean, I, to me, one thing that I'd really love to find out is hopefully in the future when I get a little bit better equipment than what I currently own is to like understand certain pros and what they like, what they what makes them click in the real time, not not some robotic answer that they've planned a million times and they've said, you know, I I, I respect that, I understand what you got, you got to do what you got to do to get by, but you know, it'd be nice to get somebody to open up and say what they say when they're sitting around with their buddies, and that's kind of like what this talk is going to be about. I'm trying to sit here and talk to you like I'm talking to my buddies about about fishing, and it's uncensored, and I'm, I might swear a little bit. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be, you know, weird about. I'm I'm just not, I'm not gonna censor myself because I, I believe in complete honesty with everything and every, people that actually physically know me they know that I'm a very honest man <laughs> and I I tend to show parts of my life that I don't know, other people might not need to know <laughs> if I want to say that but yeah we're so we're uh we're just gonna do a bunch of social media outlets we're gonna offer everything for free we're gonna. Learn about you. Hopefully, report on you. Maybe help you guys out to get into the industry. I'm. We're not even in this industry yet. We're just trying to break in. And I mean, I can't think of anything else. I've tried a lot of different things. I've tried to pitch myself to sponsors. I've tried to do this. Tried to do that. But you know, I just said screw it and just started doing. Started doing this type of stuff. And you know, everybody else in this in Bass Squad is 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 the same thing. And I mean we're we're trying to promote it as more of a lifestyle than than a company. It it's something that you should we're our main mission is to just get people to open up and be real. Like I want to hear your story about how things were bad and how things were shitty in a tournament or some bad travel experiences. I'm sure I'm going to have a thousand of them cuz I've been fishing since I was 14 in in tournaments and I fished in college which I dropped out of since then because I don't really believe <laughs> I don't really believe much in the educational system, and I don't care. (laughs) I'm not, I'll get into that at a different time. Like, I I like to read books, and I like to learn what I want to learn, not what I'm told to learn. So I kind of took that same approach to this, this podcast, and I'm gonna do what I can to make you guys laugh, hopefully, and keep you engaged. Maybe read some emails if you guys want to email us bassquadcorp at gmail dot com. That's bassquad c o r p at gmail dot com. Or just hit us up on Twitter at bassquadcorp. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow our YouTube channel. We just did a Richard Sherman rant video with me and Casey, and it was an absolute blast. It was just we 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 just have a good time. We always me and Casey have always we fished tournaments since uh, I was a freshman. <laughs> Excuse me, in college. I was about 18, I'm 24 years old now, we, we would always joke around during tournaments. So we have just hours and hours of, of material, the stuff that we, we want to eventually release. I hope people have seemingly enjoyed our, some of our comedy that we've been posting on on Twitter. Uh, we, we realize that Twitter is kind of a, well, it's been around for a while, but let's face it, bass fishermen aren't really the greatest technology-laced people me being one of those and so we're gonna try and strike while the irons hot with Twitter and just when all these this influx of people are coming on and wanted to it, it's just awesome I mean we've we've talked to people who I've never even dreamed about talking to on Twitter and it's not, it's just it's a fun way to interact and that's where we want to interact with you and we, we try to do our best anybody that asks a question on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook we, we we have four guys working on it so we always answer you. I mean obviously I hope we we grow just as much as anybody else, but for right now we're going to keep this this company between the four of us. Like we do all our own designs, we do all our own video editing, we all do all our own we have t-shirts that I just recently got that just feature the logo on a white t-shirt and a sweatshirt and we're going to hopefully be selling those soon. I got to get a website going. I I'm in the last phase of finishing up the website and um yeah i mean like i said before like i w- i would love to hear how ishman Monroe talks of, about his you know talks about bass fishing with his buddies sitting around having a drink and being honest about things like i don't know i mean i've had travel experiences that are just ridiculous like one time my fishing partner in college uh adam and i were down in texas and My truck that I we had to take we took our truck down there with the boat and we had finals on Tuesday we got down there on I think Wednesday our tournament was Saturday and Sunday and our final started on Tuesday and my boat broke or my truck blew an engine on Sunday in Jasper Texas 21 hours away from where we were we needed to go and it was a Sunday and for those of you who are from the South a lot of things are closed on Sunday and I couldn't get we couldn't get back to fin- the to finals. So, I mean, you have to make a long story short. We drove 45 minutes. Some really nice guy named Keith picked us up. Another dude, Nick, that fished for ULM, helped us out, giving us batteries, giving us gas. Like, I mean, people, it was just, that's what I wanted to say another thing, is that just bass fishermen are just the nicest people in the world. We all, I can sit around and talk to you. Okay, I'm going to stop myself before I, I'm going to, get back to that. I'm going to finish up my story. Long story short, we had to rent a U-Haul truck on Monday and hauled back up. We got back to Stevens Point. We went to UWSP at Tuesday at around 6 in the morning. And we had our exams started at 8. Adam and I both had an exam at 8 o'clock in the morning. So we had a 22-hour drive after two tournament days and three practice days and did finals. You wonder why I dropped out of college. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so what I was trying to say is that like how how nice and how great and forthcoming bass fishermen are, they're they're the coolest people in my eyes on the planet. Like I, I don't even need to know you, and that's what I kind of started at the beginning saying, brethren, because we are. I mean, we're we're just like a group of people who get each other. People don't understand that are outside of our industry outside of our interest. People don't understand like when I want to sit there, I can talk with a bass fisherman I've never met before and I can have had 3-hour conversation with him without even knowing him and we're already talking like we're best friends because we kind of are. I mean, we this is such a niche type of type of activity that if you don't bass fish, you won't know what I'm talking about for the most part. And I know this, this podcast ain't going to reach a whole lot of people. But you know, hopefully the people that it does, they they know what I'm speaking right from my heart, and I and I know exactly what I not exactly what I want to say because this is totally off the cuff type of stuff. But you know, I just want to this just to be kind of fun to talk about random stuff and just be be open with people. And you know, I'm gonna tell stories <laughs> like that last one I said, but. I, I I ramble so much, so I'm, I apologize in advance that I get off topic and I won't come back to it for a long time. <laughs> but, like, I'd really like to, uh, really, oh, I'm getting a phone call. Imagine that. I got a phone call while I'm doing a podcast and it's interrupting my podcast because I'm recording on my phone. But I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to ignore that call and hopefully it's still recording. But Yeah. So like, I guess I don't know where to go. I mean I I'm introduce myself. I guess I, like I said, I've been fishing tournaments since I was really young, and I've kind of adapted myself to being a strict shallow water fisherman. Like I can I can fish deep. I can I can drop shot if I need to. I can throw Texas rigs. I can throw Caroliners, Throw football jigs. But up in Wisconsin, we really don't have a whole lot of that structure. So I tend to sit under two feet of water, frog is my main main go-to thing, and I've been kind of perfecting that for the last three, three, four years, and it's amazing to me that I never really understood this, but this is true with like any type of art form, any type of thing you do, I mean if you do it enough, you're going to pick up things that you legitimately, literally thought were impossible to do. And that's true with any technique. Like there's guys that'll tell me stuff about punching, and I'll be doing the same thing. Like Casey, my one of my one of my many partners that I fish with, he he's a, a phenomenal punch. He punches mats better than anybody I've ever fished behind. And I can sit there right behind him with the same exact same gear as he is he's using, and he must be doing something with his hands or with any subtleties. That's just that's the type of thing that I think that. And he, he catches, you know, ten times the amount of fish that I do, and I'm right behind him doing the exact same thing. And I know it's not just because he's getting the best spots first, because I'll be standing right behind him. But that's just makes it – that's, I think, what the, one of the main allures is to this sport is the, the the pursuit is legitimately endless with anything you can do. Dean Rojas still gets better at frogging. And, you know, KVD still gets picks up on one thing maybe – a year cranking or whatever, I mean, what it ha- what it, whatever it is, and we we have no finish line. I mean, there's my favorite quote almost in the world is by a co- comedian, George Carlin. He says art has no finish line, which is why can't we think of bass fishing as an art? Why can't we think of bass fishing as a complete, utter lifestyle? Like, I, I'm sick and tired of trying to defend myself around people, and, you know, that's why I stopped hanging out with people that – I mean I do hang out with a lot of people that don't bass fish. Don't get me wrong. I I like a lot of people, but like it, it's just something that they'll never understand. It's not it's not something that we just do as a recreation. Like it is a 100% grind all the time. I'm always thinking about it. I'm always trying trying to think of new ways to introduce things into the sport and I'm trying to I'm not trying to change the sport. We're bass squad. We're not trying to change the sport. But we're trying to open up a new door. We're trying to give somebody like us voices in in the industry. We we, we don't want to, like I said, I respect them, pay, all the people that paved the way and I respect that kind of stuff. But I think just like anything else, it's changing 100%. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that and that's going to be a reoccurring theme on this podcast. Hopefully I can continue to ingrain that in people's heads that this is what we want to do we want to show people that there's real people out there there's people that cuss, there's people that drink there's people that I mean everybody does that kind of stuff I think and we just want to be honest with people we want to I'm going to sit here and tell stories that might not be radio friendly but luckily podcasting is completely unregulated and I can say whatever the hell I want so I think I'm going to but you know, I I guess topics that I want to talk about. I'm gonna hope maybe outline a few nuances on frog fishing, things that I picked up on, things that I want to uh, get better at. Hopefully, read some people's horror stories on the water, or just fun stories, cool stories. Do some Twitter recap. Do some comedy. I uh, I did dabble a little bit in stand up. And I kind of put that on hold when this started. So, I mean, I've I've had a little bit of a background. I've been listening to stand-up comedy since I was eight years old, so I can, I like that kind of stuff. I like reading stupid books, and I just, well, another thing, I'm an insomniac, so this, I'm going to say evening, morning, night. I don't, afternoon, I don't know. I might record this at 2 in the morning. I might record this at 6 when I wake up. It's, it's going to be fun. I, 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 uh, yeah. So I guess I want to hear from you. That's just going to drive this podcast. I think, uh, <laughs> some of the, some of the comedy things we're saying, like all those memes that we post, people seem to like that. Uh, people seem to like my Twitter after dark posts at 1030, whatever <laughs> ish at night. Uh, Ish Monroe retweets us. Jimmy Houston retweets it. It's just unbelievable to me to, to sit back and think when I was young and how it, you know I'd seen these guys and my when I first met Hank Parker at the national championship at uh, Lake Louisville. My jaw just dropped, and that was only three years ago. So I I can't believe that how much access people actually have, and whether it be fishing, whether it be anything, if whatever you're into, you you have legitimate outlets to access those people that you look up to. And you know, Dave Burser is great with that kind of stuff. He he's retweeted us a couple times. He's talked to us on Facebook. He's everybody's pretty I think everybody kinda wants in the fishing industry kind of wants the industry to go a certain way. But I don't think there's enough Mavericks out there to push it what it needs to. And I'm not saying I want some monumental change with this in this industry because I don't. I think it's really good the way it is and the way it's moving. But I think that people are going to hopefully respect, you know, myself and what we're trying to do um, because we're going to show respect back. I mean, I'm not going to be a cocksucker about all this stuff. (laughs) Like, I'm still deep down a pretty good dude, and I feel that, I'm not hurting anybody by saying what I want to say and talking about what I want to talk about. Maybe I'm going to relate fishing to sex in some ways. And that just to make pe- people laugh, like talking about how big someone's 10 inch power worm is, or some girls prefer seven inch power worms. Like I said about some meme that I posted a while ago. Um, but you know, I just don't, I just don't want I'm not here to, I mean, I can, if you get offended by my stuff, I hope you respect, and don't cut us down because because we're not trying to do it. I mean most of the time it's just jokes, so you can look at it and take it for whatever you want, however you want, but you know we're not we're not out to piss anyone off or offend anybody so this is this podcast should be titled disclaimer because I'm trying to defend people or trying to def- uh excuse me trying to defend ourselves right off the get-go, and I don't know why I'm doing that, because that's kind of the exact opposite of what I've wanted to do, but I'm just trying to let you know that what what, what we're kind of about, and what we're going be, gonna to be doing. Like, I don't know, I mean, I'd be curious to hear all these pros' way of coming up. I'd be, it'd be, they'd tickle to death to interview one of them. I mean, we're going down to the Classic, and uh, on February 17th, we're going to be Heading down to Alabama, we're going to be doing some videos. We're going to be doing some interviews, uh, hopefully sell some products. We're going to be having some new uh, – I have about 30 shirt designs that we're kicking around. Right now, The just we have a generic shirt that's going to be released soon. But we're going to have some uh, college-themed, if you want to call it that, shirts where they're gonna be revolving around like sort of a party lifestyle, but also bass fishing because we <laughs> we all I'm just gonna say it right now, I mean we basically all every day after our fishing meetings on Thursdays and Fridays, we would all go to someone's apartment, we'd all bring some beer over, and up up in Wisconsin we can we can throw her back. Uh, but I got a quick story about that after I'm done with this little spiel but we all kind of just sit around and we we realized how big of losers we were with this and I couldn't believe that there was when I first went to college I I went there on a track I went there to run track and I ran there for a year and I thought I was gonna try to fit in with everybody but then I joined the the fishing team on campus and it turns out that I had a bunch of people that were exactly like me and I wasn't gonna pretend anymore and that's when I started to really come out as like a person uh it was just awesome to know that there's other people like me and other morons that chase stupid green green and brown fish around around the country and i want to do that and i can't explain to you why i guess i'm stupid enough to not think too hard about it but yeah so we would sit around we'd get drunk and we would talk about fishing for hours and hours and hours and that's <laughs> what uh, i want this to turn into be not getting drunk and talking to you guys i'm not going i think i'm a little bit more professional than that no, I'm not. But, no, so there's the story that I was going to tell about uh, drinking in Wisconsin is when we were down, oh, geez, I think it was 2012. I think we had, we had a, yeah, we, we were at a national championship in Pickwick. Me and Adam and our other buddy Noah and Jason were down there, and these Alabama kids, Not no disrespect, nothing else, but they were kind of talking shit to us about how, we couldn't drink as much as what we were told we drink as <laughs> so they bought a case of beer between the six of us, and me Noah, and Adam each bought our own case down, and we promptly threw back about three quarters of them and they woke up the next morning off of their case, and they're like, "I don't know how y'all do it, but y'all can actually drink, <laughs> so we're gonna we we know that I don't know what I was going for with that, so go fuck yourself if you don't like it, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I absolutely love going down down south, and I can't wait to get back on Gunnersville. I'm gonna fish a little bit. Me, Adam, and Casey are going down there. Uh, we're gonna fish because let's. I, I don't like to step on anybody's toes, but honestly, Gunnersville is one of the most unbelievable fisheries I've ever had the pleasure to 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 fish. Like. The sheer number and size of fish that are in there is just seriously astronomical. Growing up on 2,000-acre lakes, and I thought those were big. And, you know, you catch big fish or whatever, but this place is just on a a different wavelength, a different level. Like, I I swear to God, the seagulls and fucking loons are big down there. Everything is just way oversized. They have thousands and thousands of bait opportunities. The shad down there is ridiculous. Like, underneath any bridge, you'll find it looks like the water is not 20 feet deep. It's only 12 because there's a solid line of shad down there. So the the numbers of fish I'm not really concerned about. If I go down there and whack a few on, uh, hopefully, football jigs or Alabama rigs, I feel the classic is going to be one on either a deep crankbait or a football jig. Notice that the actual back... uh, back creeks are getting frozen over. I saw Swindle posted on his Facebook that there's a few creeks that I've fished actually before that are completely iced over, which is going to be for an interesting classic, but I I love getting into a little bit of Elite Series and tournament fishing talk right now. Uh, I love watching tough classics or tough tournaments way more than I like watching Slugfest tournaments. I feel like Gunnersville is still going to be a Slugfest tournament, and it's going to be kind of neat to see, but I don't know. It, it, I kind of kind of got two trains of thought. Like, I, I really loved. My favorite one is the, still the 2005 Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Classic. That was unbelievable. Where three day wait. Of where I think KVD had 12 five or 12 eight over three days and ended up winning. So I and you know the cream rises to the top, and that's where that's the type of stuff that I like to see. Like I'm not. I'm all for watching some guy at the top of this game just dominate everybody. Like look at the uh, Louisiana Delta in 2010 where KVD, wait, no, 2009 was, yeah, no, 2011. I apologize. I feel like an idiot. Um, 2011, he was fishing in a crowd of people, and he was still beating everybody by pounds and pounds. And that, that kind of stuff is unreal to me, and that's what I love to watch. I want to see somebody that's the best at what they do just dominate everybody. And I feel like Gunnersville's is going to, Gonna do that. I don't think any, not. I'm not trying to call pros average joes, but in relative average joes to, to, the, to the the top performers of the sport, I think those guys are gonna rise in this classic because it. People that haven't or that unfamiliar with certain lakes like Gunnersville or Pickwick or something like that. I'm gonna be the first one to admit that I'm not the greatest fisherman in the world, but. When I first saw Pickwick and Gunnersville on TV without ever being there, I'm like, oh, my God, this is just going to be amazing. I'm going to get down there and whack a bunch of eight-pounders, six-pounders, one after the other. Not going to be hard at all because I've seen limits get pulled in. And this is what really made me respect the sport is the first two days in practice down there, I didn't catch a single fish. Me and Adam were so dumbfounded when we first got down to a, a tournament like that it's it is still tough. It's not the easy it's not like you can just go down any bank and whack a bunch of fish. It's it still takes time to pick it apart. Like it it's not an easy thing to do. And that's where I think this tournament is gonna show that I I still think it's gonna take I, I mean I'm trying not to guess here, but I, I feel like the records could go down this week or this year, rather. Um that Delta Classic was awesome to watch, but I, is just a different animal. And in February, those fish will be fat. Um, the, I, I mean, I they're not going to be in true pre spawn yet. I don't think they'll be feeding. I believe to prepare for it. I want to say they're going to be on bluff ledges, or um, I mean, you'll be able to catch them probably in the backs of the creeks if they ever on if they ever thaw out. Oh, traps or whatever you want. Um, I mean, I when I was down there, we were catching... We weren't catching a lot, but for some reason, the like in the early morning, they would actually push up real shallow. I think they were chasing shad that were... I mean, I'm speculating 100%, but we, we caught a couple of giants frogging actually in like 45-degree water right in the morning uh, down, in, down in Gunnerville. So I feel like there's going to be... Another thing with that lake is you can pretty much do whatever you want, whatever you're good at, you can do. But I feel like the guys that are crankers or football jig specialists are gonna gonna really out outshine everybody else. I always pull for Ike. I love Ike. I want to see Swindle win. I want to see Martin's win. I would never have a problem with KVD winning. I think a guy like Ishman Monroe could do a lot of great things for the sport. He's like one of my idols. I love ish Monroe. Uh, I do think that having a black angler win the classic would be just phenomenal for the sport. It would grow it 100%. It would, it would take all the stupid, you know, preconceived notions of what a fisherman is supposed to look like and throw it out the window. I mean, I kind of did that in 3 but I feel like an yeah, angler like ish winning could blow the sport up, and, and that would be just awesome to see. Like, obviously I'm biased. But, you know, fishing to me is more exciting to watch than pretty much anything. Like, I try to explain to people, but they just, when I say fishing, they think Uncle Dave sitting in a john boat throwing a bobber and drinking beer. But that's not what it is. And obviously you guys know that if you're listening to this stupid podcast, uh, you've obviously found us, and <laughs> you're not going to do that if you're Uncle Dave sitting on a john boat. But... uh jeez, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, like, fishing as a sport to watch could be riveting. I mean, if NASCAR is riveting, I mean, jeez, look at the shows we watch. Look at Duck Dynasty. You tell me that we can't make some type of bass fishing show, but I think the problem with bass fishing is, I'm getting back to my original point, is that it's way too set in its ways. you got to look to expand, and I think a guy like Ishman Monroe could expand that, and I'm not trying to say anything, but have it a, you know, a black guy holding up bass on on ESPN or something like that. People are going to be more interested, I think. And Now, this is sounding stupid and racist, but I'm not at all in the slightest. I'm completely not at all. I'm I'm not even going to try to, whatever. But it, it would just grow the sport in numbers, and I think that it could eventually become a televised sport, like a legitimate one. I've always equated... Me and, me and Casey have always joked around about how, yeah, fishing is exactly like golf in tournaments except you got to hit the ball with your eyes closed and the hole moves around. Like, it is... To actually compete against other people while competing against something that is alive and in its environment, you're not... They're not in your environment. You're in their environment. You are at mercy to weather. You're at mercy to, you know, water clarity. You're at mercy to... The fish acting strange for whatever ungodly reason. So I think that is that it could be marketable, but we got to get the stigma, and anybody can help. We got to get the stigma that fishing is fishing. We got to put emphasize bass fishing and in, in the sport that it actually is. And I, and I I I dream big with this kind of stuff, but I mean even if little things like just this type of stuff, this type of content out there, people are realizing, oh hey they're, they're just as obsessed with bass fishing as I am with motocross or just as obsessed with bass fishing as I am with UFC or football or whatever. I mean, there's, I think people are starting to become more acceptable of other people. And I think that there's going to be major changes, especially if some certain, if certain anglers win and certain guys, like a guy like, uh, Fletcher Shryock, for, for instance, he's, He's a guy that I could see changing the sport and being a great investor. Like I all for Cliff pace and I love Cliff plays and I'm tough to see what happened to him snapping his leg like that. I can't even imagine what that felt like. His femur broke and his below his kneecap busted and I don't even want to know what that felt like. Uh but, you know, guys like him is what the sport kinda is right now. A guy that's soft spoken, a guy that doesn't want to jump outside the box, a guy that doesn't wanna jump at Nike for instance for a sponsorship. Who knows? I mean, what if you know, what if some guy had Nike and Nike was promoting fishing? Like that's that's not that hard to do and it's not that far off. I don't feel like it's that far off. But, you know, this this type of uh this type of stuff is just what I think about because I'm I'm a complete neurological freak. I <laughs> I'd, I'd sit around and I like I, I don't think I have a problem sitting around talking to myself for an hour or however long I'm going to make this podcast. I'm going to keep it around an hour because, you know, I don't want it to be something like a marathon you got to listen to, but maybe something you want listen to while you're driving to work or while you're uh, sitting at your stupid desk job, <laughs> or maybe driving to a tournament, driving to a lake on the water. Who knows? And I'm not going to sit here and proclaim excellence at anything, because I'm not that good of a fisherman. I mean, I'm pretty good, but relatively, but n- to your average fisherman, I'm okay, but to, like, anybody else, I'm just, I'm in awe at what they do, and I can sit here and legitimately say to you that, like, when I started frog fishing, I didn't even know how to, what, what that you can even legit skip with a casting rod, and then, so I started screwing around with it, and then I heard Dean Rojas say that he can actually skip directionally, and I was like, that guy's crazy. But, you know, there's so many things in my life that I found out that, like, oh, if you work hard at something, like, look at a magician. Look at someone making something disappear right in front of you. It doesn't seem possible, but it is if you keep working at it. And that this this sport is, is no exception to being an art form, like painting a picture or whatever kind of art you want to say is art. I mean, everything's kind of art. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think of where to go from here. You guys need to start emailing us and talking to us more because we need material and I need material to talk about. I uh, I'd love to read stories a la Bill Burr style and just comment on them and make social commentary. I, can, I have a computer right here that I'm gonna mess around on and I can look at stuff and look at some Twitter stuff or maybe post some stuff while I'm while I'm on here. But we've We are legitimately amazed at the type of how quickly that we were able to take off. Not that I'm saying we're anything crazy, but gaining this many followers in this short amount of time is just kind of, to me, just surreal to know that we're actually having people interested in what we want to say or what what we're about, our YouTube stuff is fun, Casey is absolutely hilarious. Teddy is absolutely hilarious. Sorry, whoops, name drop. Toad Junior is absolutely hilarious, and Car- Crawdad is absolutely. I mean, we're all just we're at, we're bass fishing losers that like the like the joke around and and be vulgar maybe, but uh, it's just unbelievable to me to to show, see all these outlets that we can we can utilize, and I don't feel like fishing podcasts. I've listened to a few of them, and they're they're your run-of-the-mill things. I mean, I don't <clears> – <throat> I've heard pros talk too much. Not that I'm saying that's like anything bad, but I, I've heard them say what they got to say. I heard them explain ad nauseum what, what they're doing. What they, I want to hear a story about how Ishman Rose or Gary Klein's wheel fell off. In the middle of the night while he was driving to a tournament and how he barely made it there, or staying in some shady hotels. Let me tell you from experience, I know there's some shady hotels out there. I was in Green Lake, near Green Lake in Wisconsin, and, and uh, some crackhead lady came up to our door, knocked on it, and said, "We need, uh, we need me and my husband need 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 you to come in here and uh, fix our our TV." And I was scared for my life, and I locked every single lock that was on there. And that happens all the time. One time I was driving down to uh, Kentucky Lake and had our, our boat on the back. And we, we were running out of gas, and we were on the south side of Chicago. So we pull into this place, and two Cadillac Escalades with tinted windows pull up next to us, and three dudes get out of each car. And that's when I realized I have thousands of dollars of equipment, Tons of money inside the boat, or inside the truck, rather. The boat itself is worth a lot, and it's two in the morning. So there was nothing good that ever could have came out of this, so I threw it in reverse and jackknifed that trailer around, messed, missed the Escalade somehow, and tore off. Nobody, They never followed us or nothing like that, but that, that kind of stuff happens all the time. You you fish enough, you're going to see some shit. Like, God, it... I have just endless amount of stories about that type of stuff. And I'm sure everybody does. I want to hear it. I want to hear somebody that had a bad night. I want to hear somebody that had a bad tournament and what happened during it. <coughs> I uh, I want to hear about how you ran out of gas 40 miles away from stuff. And tell me what happened. Tell me you had to hitchhike. Tell me you had to go get in Bubba's car and drive down to his farm and get some gas tanks. I want to hear that kind of stuff. God knows I have that much. Man- that kind of, and I've only been fishing for seriously for four years, five years, we'll say, where I've been traveling, where I've been staying alone in places, or staying with one other person, or staying with six dudes in one uh, motel room because we're broke. Yes, I have slept in another bed with another man, and actually with two other men in a king size bed down in. Pickwick Lake, and I won't go any further than that. But that was that was pretty pretty bad. But I mean, I'm sure there's people that have just hilarious boat stories. I once saw a lady actually back her husband's boat onto the dock, and half of it went in the water, half of it half of it fell in, and the guy's gear and stuff started falling off into the sight, and I was just dying laughing and just uh, yeah, boat launches are fun. I could write a book about boat launches <laughs> but yeah so let's get on the uh, let's get on the weather topic and how pissed off I am January in Wisconsin has been in below zero for 17 out of the 20 What is 28 days that we've had 20 yeah we're on the 28th right now seventeen to 28 days have been below zero and it has been absolutely brutal there's almost Three feet of ice on certain lakes. That's probably why we started this. We we needed to get something that distracted our depression. So yeah, it, the weather has been absolutely insane. I can't even imagine what it's like for them guys in Gunnersville fishing, practicing right now, or any anywhere else for that matter. I mean, when it when it starts to dip below thirty four, thirty five, it, it's it's brutal out there, and that's where the the cream like i said get back the cream is going to rise to the top of this Gunnersville tournament jeez uh, i remember when we we had a tournament one time where where we had to drive 30 miles back and it was hailing and neither of us could afford fa- save faces so we're stuck in behind whatever you want to call windshields they're not really that helpful but i mean our faces got ripped off and it was forty degrees or whatever it was, and it was just brutal. And ugh. <laughs> to get back on Ishman Monroe, I had a pretty hilarious experience. Well, not, I don't know. I want to. I don't want to oversell this, but pretty funny. We were fishing in Louisville, and I don't know if anybody is familiar with fishing in Louisville, but we were practicing for our uh, the national championship, and he was giving out test rides on in his Yamaha or in his uh, Ranger, and he whatever, we were fishing the old Louisville Dam, or the new Louisville Dam, the uh, newest one, like where KVD caught that 11-pounder that tournament, and I don't believe that he actually caught that one because nothing exists in that lake over six. But, um, so we're sitting there, there's buoys, and there's everything floating around, and we're, we're throwing shaky heads or whatever, and I think Adam was throwing a biffle bug, and I see this boat just hauling ass right at us, and I look back at Adam, I'm like, is that dumbass going to move out the way? And I'm sitting here just talking shit right to the guy, <laughs> talking shit about this guy that just won't slow down. This dude came within, you know, 60 yards of us, maybe 50 yards. It looked like he was going to hit us, but it was Ish giving test boat rides, and the, 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 the lady that was doing the ride looked, the priceless look on her face, and of course Ish has this giant smile on his face. He went right at a buoy and, turned his boat I'm I'm actually motioning it out just for you guys that can see me through this microphone. Um he turned it and smacked the butt end of his boat up against the the uh buoys and we me and Adam just died laughing just seeing this lady thought she was about to just get thrown out of the boat by some crazy <laughs> some crazy bass fisherman. Uh oh god, I would love love to hear that guy what he he seems to like he has an absolute blast out on the water regardless of what's going on? I mean, that guy is yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess I'm probably going to wrap this bad boy up pretty soon. Uh I don't know if you guys are uh familiar at all, but uh just I did, we we signed up a while ago on uh, under profound outdoors and I'm not going to sit here and do a sales pitch about it because I'm going to just tell it like it is. It's basically just like Mary Kay or any other of those systems, those pyramid systems. But it actually seems like it's pretty legit. I mean, when you buy it, I think it was 79 bucks to start up uh, you get actually $85 worth of product to begin with, and you only pay 10 bucks a month for the website that you are given and 25 for an annual fee. So it turns out to be... Pretty small investment, especially in, in you know the, the pros are all designing the baits and stuff like that. But <clears throat> the biggest selling point for me when I when we decided to as a company to pursue it too, um, those guys, I know the fishing industry fairly well now, and those guys that are involved with Timmy Horton, Gary Klein, Boyd Duckett, Terry Scroggins, Aaron Martin's, Cliff Pace, I think uh, I don't want to name any other names because I'm not really 100% I don't have it right in front of you, but those guys wouldn't risk their uh, reputation on something that sucked. Like, I don't know. So that's where we bought it, and, you know, if people want to buy it, they can. Um, our uh, link is profoundoutdoors.com backslash bassquad LLC if you want to check it out. I'm not going to, I mean, if you want to just email us or Twitter, hit us up on Twitter or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it seems pretty cool. I I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I hope maybe one of them wins the classic on it and the demand goes up or something like that and people need me. <laughs> but, no, I mean, we're just distributing right now. You can either order it or you can become a distributor, too. So that's my little sales pitch. I just said I wasn't going to do a sales pitch, but I kind of did. Um, very subtle advertising, you guys. I hope you fall for it. Jeez, <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing... I'm trying to think of what else we're, we're, we're planning up and doing. I'm going to try and do two podcasts a week, maybe three depending on if I'm bored. Um, I want to I wanna hear your horror stories. I want to hear some funny things that happen or questions you have or inquiries, comedy requests. I don't know, stuff like that. We're going to do that. We're going to ha- keep putting up our stupid comedy stuff on YouTube. We're going to be putting up our stupid comedy stuff on Twitter Hopefully you guys retweet us and like it. Uh, we're going to do some stuff through Facebook. But we're also we're trying to um, denounce the fact that we're just dumbasses sitting around joking around because we actually are really serious about the sport, and we're going to be doing video series. Um, I'm going to do frogging. Casey's going to be doing punching, and Toad Jr. and Crawdad are both going to uh, – do their their favorite techniques, and it's the jury's still out on what they're planning on doing. So, look out for that. Um, when people say, like, when people like challenge us and say, "Oh, do you guys actually fish, or what do you guys just do? Sit around and drink and just joke around all the time?" Well, the type of stuff we 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 have, you know, you'd have to be pretty obsessed with bass fishing to be able to joke about it that deeply. And that, you know, we 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 are obsessed with it, and I and I want that to be known that. We're not, we're not uh, well, we are. We're kind of losers and we're kind of jokesters, but we, we're nice dudes. We want to hear from you guys. We want to uh, grow the sport, and that seems like a tall order, but uh, got to start somewhere, right? So, yeah, that's the podcast. Um, like I said, hit us up on Twitter. G- email basquadcorp at gmail.com. Facebook us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll, uh, we'll interact with you regardless of who you are or what kind of questions. If you ask us, why should I frog with 65-pound Power Pro and not 8-pound mono? We'll answer it. We're not going to, you know, laugh at you. We'll, we'll, we'll answer. I mean, we're not, we know everybody starts somewhere, so and we are too, so you guys bear with us. Will we uh, even learn where we're going? We we're just picking up – we're just picking up uh, – we're dipping our toe in as many markets as we possibly can you know we're 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 pretty technologically savvy i mean we're technological technologically sound I don't know what I'm trying to fucking say but we're we know we we know that the market's shifting, and I we think we're gonna we're gonna try to do uh dip our toe in as many markets as we can so we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on youtube we're on we're podcasting on iTunes we're gonna hopefully get our website up soon. We got our t-shirts and everything all done. Um, we're going to be giving away t-shirts. We're going to be doing contests. We're going to have some fun stuff. We're going to maybe if you have a funny story to submit, we'll pick the best best 3 and send you guys all t-shirts. We don't know yet what we're going to absolutely do, but we're just going to try and get our name out there. We're going to, you know, not really sell for profit to begin with. We're just going to We're going to keep we're just going to keep grinding and we're going to hopefully make this turn into something. So Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, I'll be up again pretty soon. Hit us up on any one of our various media outlets. I'm going to take off, but uh, thanks for listening. Peace.